Welcome back, turkeys. It's officially November. Not for us, just for the shop around the corner and Fox Books, I guess. Welcome back, folks. This is You've Got a Minute. I'm Cheyenne. Y'all know me. It's your boy, Eli. Quick recap. Fox Books just opened. A man is eating his baked potato in the Fox books. Have we settled on it being a baked potato? It kind of looked, well, you know, I was going to say it kind of looked like a breakfast taco, but I don't know if that's a New York staple in 1998. Who, yeah, who can say? I mean, I guess Lauren could say. Lauren, write in and tell us. Did you have breakfast tacos in 1998? <gasps> so, yeah, a guy's eating. Fox books has opened. We are splishing and a splashing. And I love this song. I know I said it last episode, but especially as montage music, which great. we immediately move into a montage, which is ushered in by a 35% off discount sign with a fox on it. The store has just opened and... Things are always on sale here. That's the beauty. How yeah. they pay for it when the store is six stories tall, as seen by the spiraling staircase, mm -hmm. in which the middle there is a Statue of Liberty. It's not a full-size Statue of Liberty. Well, no, but it's a replica. Yeah. And she, did you know she's reading and she has reading glasses on? Is she not reading in the real thing? Doesn't she have reading materials with her? I want you to describe... We're going to do a little, a fun little exercise. Close your eyes and then describe the Statue of Liberty for me in the most detail you can. I don't need to close my eyes, but I do know that it's It's Meg from, Ryan. <laughs> it's from France. Uh-huh. It was actually brown what the metal was i believe copper but the you're doing everything you can to avoid <laughs> describing what it actually looks the like the oxidization made it green that is a visual detail you're passing science she's, and failing history right she's now. holding reading materials which is your face <laughs> the statue of liberty in real life is holding a torch in her right hand and in her left hand she's holding a tablet with the date of the founding of the united states on it I really hope you're wrong about this. I'm pretty sure. I cannot wait to wiki this afterwards. But the Fox Books version, she's looking down and holding a book, and she's wearing little reading glasses perched on her nose. It's very funny. It is very cute. As we move up this staircase, though, we actually see the Fox crew mm -hmm. enter. I think this is the only time in the whole movie where they're all together. I thought about the fact that this minute of the movie might have the most of our cast. It doesn't have P Patricia, and it doesn't have... Frank. Frank. But Frank is always with us. Of course. Even now. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have Nanny Maureen or Jillian or Abigail or Matt. But as far as the adult main cast, this is the most you see of them at once. Yeah. yeah. So Kevin, Daddy Fox, Granddaddy Fox, mm -hmm. and Joe mm -hmm. are strolling through after we've seen this montage where people are buying cups, they're buying books, they're eating pastries. It's Packed like a can of sardines, mm -hmm. and the boys are just thrilled. No protests, no demonstrations. The neighborhood loves us. They're wondering where we've been all these years. They're wondering how they ever did without us. It's a hit. Yeah, Kevin and Joe are talking about the fact that they opened up and there were no protests or demonstrations, and that everything is going smoothly. What? What a moment, not to make light of anything going on right now, but the idea that the biggest protest someone could be worrying about in 1998 is a chain bookstore opening is a different time. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, these are Upper West Side 
liberal nut job pseudo intellectuals. So that's what they have to worry about in 1998. Uh, so while they're talking about all this, Daddy Fox asks uh, how the children's section is doing. And Joe kind of starts defending. He's like, well, it's a little bit early. School's not out yet. And there is that children's bookstore right around the corner. The shop around the corner. To which Granddaddy Fox seems to maybe have an (laughs) Alzheimer's moment where he just repeats all of the lines he had a few minutes ago. Yeah, he's like, oh, shop around the corner. That was Cecilia Kelly's store. (laughs) We might have had a date once. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Daddy Fox is like, ah, who cares about them? We'll crush them. And that, at that point, we, we transition away from this uh, montage, and we get to see the other half of our cast. We're back. We're back. You got you got one... Did you even... You didn't get a whole episode. No, we got like 20 seconds away from this fucking bookstore. And now we're back and now in the we're shop. Back. Back. Yeah. But it's a different month. We get that indication, A, from the Christmas twinkle lights that Kathleen and Christina are putting up, mm-hmm. but also there's a calendar behind Birdie that says November. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, everyone is trying to keep themselves busy, and I wondered if this was because of one of two things. I wondered if it was because they're trying... Is the idea that this is after hours? Because I did see George was, like, polishing a counter. He was, like, cleaning at the end of the day. And, uh, and like you said, they are hanging up Christmas lights. Or is it that it's so slow in the shop around the corner? Are they trying to show the difference in the two stores where it's like no one is in the shop around the corner and this is how they're having to busy themselves? I absolutely think it's your second take on the situation because the dialogue we move into is Birdie proclaiming that they've done $1,200 less than last year during the same week. Yeah. Which we did a little uh, mathing. And in 1998, $1,200 would have been worth... $1,900 today. So yeah. a cool two grand. Yeah, they've done two grand different in one week. And I think Birdie even points out that the the Fox Books hasn't even been open a full week. Does she say they've been open six days? Six days. Six days, and they've done $2,000 less. And Kathleen is completely delusional about this. She's in denial. Their store is new. It's a novelty. It will all shake out. Meanwhile, I am putting up more twinkle lights. Yes, she is very much putting her head in the sand. She literally says, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep hanging my twinkly lights. Yeah, she says, well, that could be a fluke. And Birdie's like, or not. She's just always the wind of reason blowing through Kathleen's life. It's it's very similar to the scene where the two of them were in the diner. And mm-hmm. Kathleen's like, this will be the book district. And Birdie kind of gives her a look like, are you fucking serious? This is that exact same moment again, but this is the, like, response. This is like the I told you so moment. And Kathleen is still not acknowledging it. But Birdie would never say I told you so. No, no, no. Both times, she's being very gentle. So much of, ooh, should we talk about it now? I'm going to talk about it now. So much of Birdie's relationship with Kathleen is very much like a therapist, where a therapist doesn't tell you what you should think, but asks you questions that hopefully allow you to arrive at a more third-person point of view of this situation rather than what your own experience is telling you about a situation the relationship between she and kathleen is wonderful because i have to assume that birdie like worked with kathleen she worked with cecilia maybe she also wrote cecilia letters (laughs) she was in love with cecilia (laughs) kelly i like that theory that's my new headcanon yeah well we do know uh we do find out about birdie's love life later so we'll we'll have to discuss this when that comes up i want to say right now we are coming up on a very important line that is going to be issued in this scene. And I was so heartbroken that it wasn't issued here. 
Well, we'll get to it soon. I Let know. me tell you what I was, I'm not going to say heartbroken about, but surprised. So we're getting into much cooler weather mm-hmm. for the crew, but mm-hmm. on the indoor scenes, the turtlenecks are getting thinner and thinner. And I was surprised by the shocking lack of nips. Surprise. <laughs> This is the Friends era. I was going to say, considering that Friends was like the height of media at this time and like heroin chic was all the thing, Kathleen Kelly, you will never see a nip. That's my guess. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we know from watching Friends is that indoor facilities in New York City... Ice cold. Ice cold in 1998. (laughs) And you're right. None of these people are bundled up, so it's very confusing. And those are just my hot takes in this cold place. Of course. That is what... I, <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait to talk about a scene that happens in this. And you're like, I can't wait to talk about Meg Ryan's nipples. Well, or lack thereof. So <laughs> Okay. So now it's about... Your your headcanon is that Birdie is in love with Kathleen Kelly's mom and Meg Ryan has no nipples. Well, I mean, those would be different universes, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those are both things that Cheyenne believes. Until next time. I love when you try to get out of these discussions. Until next time. Thank thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of You've Got a Minute. You can find future episodes wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you'd like to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. If you'd like to say hi, our email is ygampodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next episode. Interesting.